Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. We've got episode four of Survivor 43. Matt and Jared here as always. And Jared, this was, I think in a word, messy. A messy episode. Messy Vessi. I loved it. I know I can find a lot more enjoyment or more enjoyment more easily in these kinds of episodes than I think you can. What do you think? I agree with that statement. Yes. Uh, I, I prefer, I prefer the more pure, um, but there was a few things that like really made me laugh. Uh, so I, I'll take those as wins. Um, and then it's like, a, I have a few random just takes about things you see a lot now that I don't know. They're, they kind of wear on me. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, I don't like these kinds of episodes all the time. Like if an entire season is this, I'll have fun with it. But it won't, it won't be one of my you know top rank seasons. But if it's an otherwise good, solid season and we get an episode or two or a, a handful, small handful of people just blowing up their game completely in, unav- or in completely unavoidable ways or completely avoidable ways, I'm sorry, in completely avoidable ways. It's hilarious to me, unless it's someone I'm super invested in, and it's just like it just saddens me to see him do that. Um, this this was, I thought this was gold. So we'll just jump into it. We get very little time at at any camp before the first challenge. So Vessi, we just kind of see Cody feel kind of bad about voting out Neca, um, but not much report there. And then we go to Baca, and we have the first example of someone just being an idiot. We. <laughs> It, it's so absurd. Gabler has, has been strong. <laughs> I'm so sad. This, this, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this was just hilarious. Gabler's been struggling to fit in socially and he's doing himself no favors at this point. He, he sees Sammy and Ellie sleeping, no blankets or anything. Cause it's survivor. So he just puts a palm frond on Sammy and says, I'm putting a palm frond on you. And then he says, he's going to go get one for Ellie. And they are just, baffled they're so confused and sammy even says did he just put a palm frond on me and he did it as a blanket which i don't know how effective or even comfortable that that would be just a plus just moment very poor strategy very poor gameplay but just a moment a plus i i believed uh you also Miss the part about Ellie saying, No, I don't need one. Which yeah, was and, and I don't think she ever got one, but but that that yeah. was that was hilarious. So she's like, No, I don't think I need one. It's like, yeah, I don't need a palm frond on my body <laughs> when I was literally asleep. I was already asleep, and you're gonna add this th- thing to me. I he is we we feel like we talk about it every episode with him. He is just something else. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get with him. Uh, 
last episode, he seemed to be portrayed in a little, you know, with a little more strategic prowess, um, at least getting to getting to the bottom of what his idol is uh, when everyone thinks he wasn't. But yeah, this was a bit of a step back. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody outright hates him, but he's got to be a chore to live with. And there is there is a mini well it's probably not even mini it's it's a clear rivalry between him and Ellie. Yes, I I don't think it 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 goes to like they they hate each other, but but they've been, they've just been butting heads in a in a gameplay sense, and these things are just you know furthering that divide. But even even Sammy, I think it was who who says he's trying to work with him, he's getting annoyed with him, and sometimes that's I mean we saw later on in the vote. The, the the feel the emotional or social feeling can turn the the tides just just like that and now yeah. granted he's been turning the tides back and forth all season it seems like so who knows where they'll end up next week but he's just a joy to watch as long as he's on on the on the show yeah and this is what i've i've kind of been missing for a few seasons um i'm sure you could pick out a few lesser examples but like it just feels like you don't get the one-on-one personal clashes that you used to get. And I hope this gets dragged out much longer. It's, it's really, really good that you mentioned that. Cause I was listening to um, the ringers podcast with, with Tyson apostle last week. And he was talking, he, he had, who's he had that? Dri- he's, he's just some survivor fan. I don't, I don't know. He kind of made a name for himself okay. in pickleball. He's a, he's a pickleball oh. player. That that's that's how he's famous. It's not from Survivor okay. or the challenge yeah, that's I heard the name. or anything. Yeah, and he he had, he had Jervis on, and they were both talking about casting and how they don't really cast villains anymore. They don't cast anyone to root against. Really, they just vote. Or I'm not sorry, vote. They cast people who all have a reason to root for them. Like I I think like Sydney from 41 is like the biggest villain we've had these three seasons. She wasn't. She was borderline i mean she was a villain for the three seasons we've had and and if we were casting her on a heroes or villains tribe she'd be the, the villains but she's not some person that everyone is just like united in in rooting against and they don't really cast those types of players anymore which is a shame because it's very fun to see the one-on-one clashes it's fun to have the fan community unite for and against the same person yeah um yeah, that was one of the one of my takes. Um, it's it's more of an overall take, just about the casting. But like, I I don't listen to a lot of Survivor podcasts, um, and I'm sure the the ones that you listen to, you're getting a little more insightful information than I get. But uh, I personally, I like listening to russell's podcast (laughs) which is like it's like a guilty pleasure um but i know like he's just gonna have super out there takes and um i haven't listened but i i wouldn't doubt it yeah uh the it's it's just a coincidence but also very fitting that he says they don't cast villains anymore either um that's like one of his main complaints with current survivor uh but yeah so i i think 
it's good. It's not just us noticing, but also the the people used to play. Yeah, and it I, it might kind of be in line with we, we've talked a few times about you know the quote unquote nicer Jeff Probst. We don't really you know flame the players anymore in the challenges, and I wonder if if this is part of the Survivor revamp or the new era of Survivor where they made a collective conscious choice to cast different personalities in that sense. But at the end of the day, they're still making a TV show. And one of the, like going back to the challenge USA, if you're, if you're looking on Twitter and Instagram at what people are talking about, it was how much people hated Sarah Lucina. That was a huge, huge, like again, uniting theme of the season for at least, you know, the social media chatter is how, obnoxious people thought she was how annoying people thought she was the inflated sense of self she had and then of course she ended up she ended up winning the game so i mean there's it's from that like from a tv product standpoint it, it was perfect and because you have people who then of course you see people come out of the woodwork to to complain about somebody so then, then their supporters come out and say you know this then the other thing or why they like watching that person play and so when you had those big kind of um, divisive personalities, as long as they're not being an actual, you know, dick on the island, they're not putting people in danger, they're not physically assaulting anybody, they're not being Dan from 39 on, on the island. Having a villain is great for the show for so many reasons. Okay, and that's just the difference between a, a well-executed show like The Challenge versus uh, what we're getting on Survivor. So the challenge USA on a quick aside, we talked about this off air. If you, if you didn't watch it or watch it, but didn't listen to some of the post game interviews, especially with Tyson, that show is so horrendously produced. It, it sounds like on like the, the back end behind the scenes stuff, just an absolute mess that probes and survivor would never allow. It's hilarious. Almost how, how bad it is. Um, but also on the new season of the challenge, Jay Starrett, Michelle Fitzgerald are both on it, Jared. They're oh, partners. Boy. Okay. They're partners. I'm, you know, I wouldn't be 100% in, but uh, Ashley is is going to make me watch that if Jay is on it. Well, just don't tell her. She might find out. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're talking We're talking Survivor, though. Well, yes. let's get it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so let's move on. Um, we get to the first, first challenge of the night. Yep, it's a two-challenge episode. And a reward challenge. And when they walked in, I basically forgot that they sometimes show reward challenges. And I thought it's seven, like oh five, and we're, <laughs> we're and we have a we have the immunity challenge. What kind of nonsense are we in for? And maybe that's just well, they've been knocking half an hour off every episode. So <laughs> done by seven thirty. Just maybe maybe being a little narcissistic towards the show. But then then I realized no one brought the idol. Okay, it's a reward challenge. We're gonna get two this episode. But I was I was terrified for like thirty seconds because I realized what was happening. That if we had immunity this early, double elimination or some 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 BS. But luckily it's just a reward challenge. First one first solo of the season, which don't want them every episode, but I like having two challenges here and there. Just a nice little little mix up on the on the on the episode. Um, one player from each tribe throws sandbags, knock blocks off an edge or off a ledge. And then they, this part I loved, they had to walk on two blocks by like rotating them with their feet through just a lot longer than I thought through the, from the walkthrough. There was a lot of sand they had to get through on that. That seemed tough. Um, 
did a walk walk across that to the end. And then the three remaining tribe members much east much must each land one sandbag on one of three hanging discs, three different sizes, playing for a reward of 10 fresh fish delivered to camp, plus a camp raid or camp steal for one item, which Jeff later clarifies an item also counts as a full reward. So a fishing kit or whatever it might be. Uh, Cody gets Vessi a huge lead. Uh, it ends up being enough. They they win first outright win, I believe. Um, and this one was just for one, just winner take all, no second place. So Vessi gets a much needed win. And then they get to the reward. Did you know that it's always, that you can always trade a reward for a previous reward? Well, of course. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> no, I had no idea. But I apparently feel, I was supposed to. I feel like we've seen people trade for different rewards. Like if they, if there's two rewards up and first place gets something, they can trade for the second one if it's more of like a duplicate there, what they already have. But, and again, minor thing doesn't really matter, but I just feel like we would have heard about this at some point. This has, you know, quote unquote, always been a rule. Also, um, I know you don't have fire, but doesn't that seem like a huge downgrade? Like from the reward that they got to what they traded for? Yeah. So they end up trading the 10 fish because they, because Vessi, since they lost the less immunity, they don't have flint. They have no way of making fire. Um, so they trade the fish for a basket of fruit and fruit and a toolkit. Um, it's in a, I mean, in a vacuum, if you're just looking at the value of fish versus the value of fruit and some tools. Yes, the fish is way more valuable. But if you don't win your next immunity challenge, the fish are pointless. And in the in the hot baking sun on the island, they're probably going to go bad pretty fast. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and if, if, they're, if you're really that hungry, which they probably were, where you just need to eat, you need to be guarantee yourself some food. I can definitely see... And I, I can, I can, I am completely okay with the choice. Take, you know, keeping the fish is, is a risk, but yeah, there, it's a high risk, high reward because if you win, then you've got your fire and you can just chat on some fish, which is amazing. But it seems like they want to take the sure thing of let's guarantee we get to eat something. Yeah. I mean, even a day later is probably too, too late. Um, if you get your flint back, but yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like, it seemed like, you know, a serious downgrade in like, you know, yeah, if they, if all things would have been equal with them and the other tribes, um, but who knows, like, I, I guess I was kind of wondering if they set it up that way where like the previous rewards would be downgrades. Cause why wouldn't you just always trade your reward for a better reward that was given out? previously on the season yeah that that's it's it's kind of a weird thing but i don't know it's a small thing doesn't really matter but it caught some people's attention you know mine is mine's people on twitter just like is that actually a thing that's always been a thing but jeff said always and his word is gospel on that island i guess so then we get to um the reward or camp raid and i i love the camp raids. I, I really, really like them because it's 
it's a it's a great example of the social aspect of Survivor. It's a social game, and this is such a fine line to walk because you you need to help yourself. You want to weaken the other tribe, but assuming you make the merge, which you have to assume you are because you have to play that way, you don't want to just completely screw over an entire tribe and have them come into merge just with this bad blood or bad feeling towards you. So it's, it's walking that that fine line of of what decision to make and what item or a reward to take. What do you think of the, the camp raids? Yeah, I I would be in agreement. Bring them back way more consistently. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's partly social, but also you know it, it goes back to what we like, where you have to make a decision on what you're going to take, what route you're going to what route you're going to play it. Um, so yeah, there's a few a few positive things that work in there. Um, as long as long as we're talking about things that we need to bring back, though. Uh, I've been meaning to get this in for weeks. We need to bring back the auction and my coworker, Tony says we need to bring back the car. The auction. Yes. The auction can be revamped. It can be reworked. So no one just, so people don't just save their bidding for their reward or advantage, whatever it might be. The auction needs to come back. Um, and the car. Oh my, yeah. They got rid of, when did they last have the car? I have no idea, but that's just his two cents. So I figured as Maybe. long as we're talking about, you know, old school, old school uh, ideas here, we. I had Maybe to didn't realize it because South Africa and Australia still have the car reward. I would have thought that maybe would have made it stick out more. But maybe it just maybe made it stick out less. I didn't, if you would just ask me who won the car reward in season 42. I pro I would have sat here thinking about it. I wouldn't have said there was no car reward. I would have been racking my brain thinking, why can't I remember who won the car reward? I mean, I'm, I want to say, honestly, it was like Fiji where dreams took it from Yao man. No, I feel like it's been a long time since they had the car. Fiji. Somewhere in the teens, maybe. Well, I'm looking, uh, the I'm latest looking, I'll go is Redemption Island. Okay, I'm looking at the Survivor Wikia. Um, let's see. Some assume that cars are no longer offered as rewards because of the deal made between Yao Man and Dreams. Yeah, that's the last one listed, it looks like. Wait, wait. Uh, no, that was after Panama. Yep, Survivor Fiji. Wow, that's blowing. That's blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Absolutely blowing uh, my mind. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> that's so much longer ago than I thought. Wow, yeah. I don't. I don't even know how we're supposed to continue after that. I'm just. I'm all out of sorts right now. That's 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 crazy. So anyway, but anyway, they, we're we, we're happy that they uh, they brought back the camp raid. Yes, and so so Vessi is debating who should go. Cody basically volunteers, and then Dwight basically just says, "No, please don't." I'm more diplomatic, is what he says. And yeah, I don't disagree, but 
pretty pretty uh, interesting phrasing to put out there in the open. <laughs> <laughs> but are you more effective, Dwight? No, zero percent chance that Dwight would have been more effective. Um. So then, then there's a question of what they should take. They discuss the machete because that would, I mean, that's critical to camp life. You can't open coconuts. Probably makes it harder to start fire. Can't cut fish or fruit, or whatever. If you get rewards, you know, on a smaller scale. Um, but but they're then they're also talking about, you know, we don't want to decimate them. We don't want to go full force on them. So like, uh, you know, a fishing kit is probably the safe way to go. Then it's a matter of sending Cody to to Coco or or Baca. Coco has more people. Baca has better rewards. It's kind of the consensus. Did you feel strongly one way or the other over which tribe they should have stolen from? Uh, no, no, it's early. Yeah, I I didn't really feel that strong either way. I guess for the fishing kit, it kind of depends on who you have, like on your tribe. That if you have a nice fishing kit, if no one knows how to use. Oh, well, Cody probably knows how to use it, but if no one really knows how to use it, any fishing kit's probably going to be the same in your hands. Um, and they did seem to want to try to take Coco down a peg since they still had their full six. Um, so they do go to Coco and this is where it gets, gets, gets interesting because Cody goes in and says, I came here to take your machete. And immediately they start balking at that. And, you know, we'll, what kind of message does that send to us? And, you know, how, what do you think about how we'll respond, you know, come merge, or if we get a chance to do something similar and then, so then they ask him to start negotiating, which he then reveals is exactly what he wanted them to do because salespeople are dangerous, Jared. Can't forget that. Salesman that's, why, that's why he got rid of Justine. Salesman 101. You don't go into negotiation and ask for what you want. Angelina, where are you at? I need Cody and Angelina. That's what I've seen people say, and I couldn't agree more. Get those two bargaining and see what they can get probes down to. And, uh, oh gosh, who is the guy from uh season 29 blood versus water 2 alec was it oh oh um alec christie yes we've seen some good ones we've seen some good negotiation attempts he, uh, i mean he's basically a badass or is that or is that drew i confused the two it well they're they're both unique in their in their own way <laughs> what what a kind way to phrase it i like it <laughs> uh so yeah so so cody gets them to um take so he can only take one item but he gets them to then give him additional food also so he takes their fishing kit and some limes and what was that stick thing they gave him i missed what that was and i was very I, confused i also missed what that was and i am equally confused I could not get even form an idea in my mind over what that might be. And I'm just going to leave it at that because it was, it was a stick as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, there's got to be what, 2 million people listening to this. I'm sure one of them can yes. help us out. hundred yeah. um, percent. So when, when he leaves, they're initially grateful. Like, oh, he, he spared us and let's keep our machete. And then Carla's like, wait a minute. <laughs> he completely played us. We're, we're idiots. He got more than he came in wanting. And made us feel like he did us a favor. Um, so it was masterful by Cody, but it was almost maybe too good. Because they re- once they realize it, 
you're not going to forget someone making a move like that and how yeah, how like she, easily he did it. She already doesn't trust him. Like she said that straight up. Mm-hmm. So that could have been a bit of a mistake. Uh, I suppose like if you were if you were Dwight and you just wanted to go in, you have your plan, you take it and that's it. Like much more neutral, uh, maybe less detrimental to your game long term, but it's not what I want to see. I wanted to see exactly what happened when Cody went there. Yes. Yeah. Great. Again, it's a great TV moment and it'll give us something to kind of watch for moving forward because he, he keeps defying my, my expectations of him. And I, I just got to give him credit and say like, he's a good player at this point. Episode one, I thought he was an he was going to be funny and entertaining, but not really a serious threat. If he's this, you know, savvy and smooth and likable and manipulative, he he might have a shot to go pretty far. Now, if he keeps making it obvious how good he is at these kind of kinds of things, his time might be short lived. But if he's that if he's that savvy, he might be able to work work his way out of it. Yeah, I I also loved that he seems. I guess like how I perceived him at first was not very competitive. Like I thought he was just going to go there and do his own thing. And you know, whatever happens happens, but like he has the mindset of someone who like wants to beat you and like wear you down. I mean, he's the, he's the, the speaker of the episode title show no mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually made a point to look at that before the episode and, um, caught that when he said it so yeah that's a good point i i mean he's kind of i i just like seeing competitors and um i feel like there's a lack of that in the recent seasons too yeah i think that speaks more towards the the type of personality they're casting which again and i think typically well no because you can have really competitive people who aren't you know a villain um yeah, that would have been a dumb thing to say. So I'm glad I didn't say it. Um, but yeah, the the really just intense players in that sense, there's seems to be fewer of, and they need to bring those guys, those players back too. Um gets to the immunity challenge. This challenge looked brutal, looked real tough. Um, so they have to knock heavy sandbags off of a ledge while looking for you know, keys. The keys unlock four puzzle pieces from a net, which you then have to then have to drag underneath the net, then arrange the pieces into a square just to knock them down, drag them up a cargo net to a platform, and then make those pieces again into a triangle. And first two teams to win, win immunity. Vessie, second consecutive win, gets first, critical immunity win. Then they start helping Baca and basically just instructing them on how to finish the puzzle. I'll give my thoughts first and then I'll see, see what you think. Cause th- this was a big talking point in the episode. It's interesting. I'll give it that, but I don't see the benefit to it at best. You earn some goodwill from, in this case, Baca, but it's not enough to earn them to earn like their undying loyalty. Now through the merge, it might help, you know, through a vote or two, but you can't really count on that. And at worst, they're completely neutral. And don't care about it. And you get what happens with Coco is you just alienate all six, maybe five players on that tribe. You give them reason to target your entire group 
come merge. And yeah, you might have, you might think you have the numbers of you plus Baca against Coco, but that's not going to work that way. And you've got five people with a, basically a personal vendetta against the four of you. I, I don't understand it. it. If, if Coco was, was, if this was closer to the merge and Coco was like six, three, three up and you needed to get their numbers down, then I can maybe see it. But this is still so early in the game. The benefit is going to be gone before you even have a chance to cash in on it. Yeah, I can't really have another opinion on it than yours, especially because when you ask me who I would have taken uh, the camp materials from, I said it's too early to matter. So <laughs> I, I kind of backed myself into a corner there. Um, my main takeaway from this and and this is one of my other random takes is that like so okay let me get this straight so coco is the one that they were teaming up against against correct? yes the blue okay. tribe yeah so they were all like they just couldn't believe it they're like are are they helping them this, this was another point of mine um and like, yeah, you can be annoyed or surprised, but um, who was it? I think Geo says it wasn't earned. And then they cut straight to somebody on Baca saying a win's a win, which was <laughs> incredible editing. And, and then and they finished second. Yep. Hey, but so. a win here is just not last. Yeah, yeah. And then in the, mo- in the most ridiculous comment, Cassidy calls them out as plain dirty for helping them. Man, if you think this is plain dirty... What what would they say to like like Russell or or Sandra burning Russell's hat? Like what what is that if one tribe helping another is is plain dirty? Yeah, that's where I was like, oh no. Like we like this this casting process uh is is missing a few things. If <laughs> if like we have a whole tribe that's just like, I can't believe they would do this. Like, what show have you been watching? <laughs> like I can't believe they would do it, but for completely different reasons than why you can't believe they would do it. Yeah. Like we, they, were, they were like equating it to outright cheating. Although Cassidy, at least to her minor credit, did say there are no rules in Survivor, but their reactions didn't necessarily reflect that, that sentiment. Yeah. It's like we were, we're more critical that they did it like because it's bad strategy. And then Coco is critical that it's like mean. <laughs> that's the great way to put it and yeah it's not mean it's just it's dumb it's ill-advised <laughs> but it's it's not mean or dirty by any means yeah so we'll, wow. we'll we'll see what comes from that in the coming weeks if anything like we said it's so early it may not matter by the time a merge comes or anything but different we'll generation see. of player these days yeah we'll we'll see i suppose so we get we get to pre-tribal and I, I was pretty curious about this because with Coco not having gone to travel yet, I didn't really know what the full dynamics were about who was maybe on the outs, who might be targeted. So th- they get right into it and it starts off as Geo versus Cassidy. They both get confessionals saying they want to target each other. They don't trust them. Um, Geo thinks he's kind of calling the shots. And that's how Carla describes her, his game is that he's playing a calling the shots game, which he doesn't like. And so it seems to be Geo versus Cassidy with maybe the edge leaning towards voting out Geo. And then Lindsay comes in and says, hey, guys, 
what about just voting me out instead? Which is basically is basically how she approached it because she got, and Jared, you can't see him, but Jared right now is rubbing his temple right now, you know, right? The, the bridge of the nose because he's so stressed at what, what we saw transpire tonight. So one of the messiest self votes pretty much we've ever seen. Um, Lindsay just starts feeling paranoid that she might be the target. And her only, her only reason, at least that we saw, for her thinking that she's a target is because <laughs> she believes she should be a target. Because she, she says how much of a threat she is. Social, strategic, physical. They should be targeting her. So she's worried that they are targeting her. Even though it was, you weren't even in the crossfires. It was literally between two people. Gio and Cassie. I mean, one of them. Pick your side. Get a 4-2 or 5-1 vote and come back to camp the next day. And she just can't let it go. I mean, that's how strong of a target she was, though. <laughs> Is that, I mean, no one was thinking about voting her, and then they still did. <laughs> I mean, it was... I I, I felt kind of bad because I actually laughed when she got voted out. Not not because I, could, I don't like Lindsay or anything like that, not by any means, but it was just... Someone who was in no danger, aside from maybe a random shot in the dark, single vote coming your way type of situation, which once again, not even a mention of the shot in the dark here for that. What if they just got rid of the shot in the dark and didn't tell anybody? It's just not there anymore. Good height. Yeah. I It'd mean, gr- <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> no, no mention of that once again. And, and so, so Carla is kind of now running the, the maybe we should vote out Lindsay train and, but she knows Gio, you know, he's power hungry. If he can wield that power effectively, not the kind of player you want to keep in the game if he's not working with you, but then Lindsay basically making him, making it impossible to play and strategize with her. And at some point you having, having an enemy that, you know, like Gio can be better than having an ally you can't trust. And it feels like that's maybe where she went with this because Lindsay's voted out and all, all to her own undoing as far as we could tell. Yeah, it was, uh, I was thinking, I was hoping that she like watched the episode back to see that she really wasn't like, they were all just telling her the truth. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of hope she doesn't watch it back because she's going to regret it even more. I, w- I was waiting for her last words because I-, I wanted to see if she could recognize that it was her paranoia or if this was confirmation in her mind that she was a threat. But her, her words didn't really address either. I was kind of disappointed by that. No, I was like, I played really... too hard. It's like, no, you didn't. You played too poorly. true uh really small comment i i like when people are like reflecting on their game and they're like i'm so proud of myself (laughs) (laughs) like they're just leaving in like tears and they're talking about like how how great they thought they did and it's just such a such a weird clash of like things that's got to be such a weird position to be in because she said it took her 20 i think 22 years to get on the show and so it's 
a lifelong, half lifelong dream for most of these people. And then to have it crushed so soon, the, the, the mix of emotions has to be just insane. And then you have to think of on the spot, basically some minute, 30 second quip or couple of lines, to sum up your entire experience. And you're probably not trying to be salty about it. You're not trying to be negative or like a dick about it. So you're trying to come up with something positive and then your emotions come over. I, I, I don't envy anyone in that position because it's gotta be so hard to, to keep your mind straight. I bet you just like talk and you, I, I would bet a lot of people, if you ask them five minutes later, what they said, they couldn't tell you. You're probably right. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I don't know why it's so funny for me though. When people are like, crying and talking about like how great it was and yeah uh, it's probably just a me thing what do they say don't don't cry that it's over smile because it happened is that is that the phrase don't cry that it's over smile that it that sound it sounds right it's along the lines yeah but what if you what if you can cry that it's over and cry because you're happy that it happened happy tears i'm sure that's probably what it was but, or yeah. or just just like the mount just a wave of emotion and just like your body doesn't know what else to do except cry it's all of the above i'm sure that if i if i went on i would not be able to put any words together either um but yeah it's it's more like you're like when you're leaving because like you really messed up and you're crying and then at the same time, you're like, I did so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. But anyway, small thing. Um, was that it? We, so she got voted out. We. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of it. It was okay. there's not a lot, you know, because the, the usually the big strategy or strategic decision to, to talk about is is the vote. But there's not really a whole lot to discuss here because Lindsay basically made the choice for them i guess the question is do you think they should have gone with Lindsay, or should they have should carla have stuck with her her guns and gone for geo i i a hundred percent would have gone for geo um which i i mean i guess there's not really a wrong choice but like you buy some loyalty from Lindsay, and you know that at any point you can vote her out. Like, so you're just, you're essentially buying yourself one more vote um, or like one more safe tribal. And Mm -hmm. if you're legitimately worried about geo, then the less people on your side, just the more power you're giving him. So yeah, Um, probably would have gone with geo, but I, I can understand why if they just didn't think they could work with Lindsay at all, they would want to get rid of her too. It did seem, um, who was it? Was it, was it Ryan that was tight with geo? Was it James? Yep. Ryan. Yep. It was Ryan. So I mean, if it was like a four, two split, like a tight four, maybe they thought they could sacrifice Lindsay and still have that, that numbers advantage. And, and maybe it really was that bad. And, and they thought, we can't go through this every single vote. This is what she does when we have the 
the least reason to vote her out. How's it going to be as we get as the numbers dwindle? And maybe they thought they'd rather just, you know, cut cut that evil out before not evil, cut that, you know, cut that out before they could even or before it could get worse down the road. Yeah, but interesting point when we're talking about alliances um, and like being able to absorb, you know, losing people from yours or, you know, evaluating what the consequences are there. Um, Ryan voted differently than Geo. So like Ryan was in on this too. So Man, look up the up the votes if they're up yet. Because it was Cassidy got one, Geo got one. And then as far as we know, it was four. Yep. It um, was. Yeah, they showed them. Um oh yeah, yeah. I must have been looking at that's away. one thing I was looking for and Ryan so, so, voted Lindsay out. So Lindsay must have voted for Geo. Yep. And then did Geo vote for Cassidy still? Yep. And then everyone else voted. What did Lindsay? Hmm. Well, it seemed like that kind of everyone aside from Lindsay and Geo were was talking or did talk at some point. Like the other four. Yeah. So he might he might have just, just been reading the room and said, if if I believe these three are voting for Lindsay, there's no point in throwing a second useless vote on anybody else yeah no it's it's hard to tell if if that's what happened or like if he actually was in with the other three um so i don't know i feel like the rest of them other than geo are all in pretty good shape right now um but i really like where carla's at right now i like her spot in the game a lot yeah, she's playing well. Um, my my winner pick, uh, James, looking pretty good. Um, Just kind of hang I, on the background, not not making a lot of noise, but doing well for himself. He's in a good yeah, spot. Yeah, Um So I think, yeah, I I like. Um, I mean, Ryan's Ryan's a little more iffy with Geo if they if they do have a known alliance, but. Uh, yeah, I think everyone other than him is set up pretty well right now. Yeah. What do you think? And did anybody else um, move up or down, do you think, in their positioning in the game right now? Or not really enough info to tell outside of the, the Coco tribe? Yeah, I didn't really know where they were coming in. So I, I can't say if, you know, I think anyone improved or you know or, or what about worse. what about the other from the other two tribes uh i this is gonna sound weird i actually think cody is in a worse spot now i i think i'm i might agree the one thing i wish we saw was something about him coming back to camp yeah i was wondering that too they just especially went straight to the immunity because challenge. he came back with more than what they were expecting and, yeah and were they in on the plan did they know he was going to negotiate you know start the machete with the intention to negotiate down or did they think he was just going to go in get the fishing kit and come back you know how did that go if they didn't know he was going to do this what do they think of him kind of to an extent going rogue 
and also doing it effectively or did he follow their plan to a T and everyone on Vessi is just great. He did what he wanted to do. And what's he going to tell them? Is he going to tell them he went in and asked for the machete just straight up? Or is he going to be like, is he going to make something up where like they just assume that he did what they want him to do? Cause I'm kind of starting to think that he has that social game too, where he knows that they're going to not want him to go and do his own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that would have been some really valuable insight into that tribe. And because even if he, even if he came back and they said, great, he, he followed the plan. That still tells us that they trust him to do that. I don't know. It was yeah. very disappointing to not see anything from his return to camp. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that kind of zipped through that, but that, that finishes the episode. Did you have any any other? I know you said you had a couple takes. Did we did we get to all those, or are we anything we still need to get to? Uh, yeah, I got to a couple of them. Um, my my third one is it's really annoying me when people just make terrible analogies for no reason, especially at tribal council. Uh, like Was this Carla the, said the- something about bringing your friend to a bar and like. Uh, when they voted out the person from Vessi uh, last episode and they showed them early on this episode, Cody was like, it's like I'm out of beer in my fridge and the pizza guy didn't come. And (laughs) what, like, I feel like they're telling people to do this where there's like, I, I liked the Carla analogy. I think the, she was talking about Lindsay, right? And yes. just trying to get your it's basically just trying to get your drunk friend to do the smart thing for them and basically just like go to bed. But they're like, no, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can have another shot, right? I, I can keep going. And yeah, it just I liked it because I, I can relate on both sides to the per, on a personal level <laughs> so much to that. Um, so it, it was just funny, but I don't she didn't use the best example i don't think but as a as a broad concept i like that one but i see what you're saying because the cody one was a little different um the who was it was it geo talked about jeff being the dad and taking yeah, away their, their tv that made which no in, sense in case was, was the flint yeah like, taking away the flint wouldn't it be your dad your parents punishing you by making you like get rid of one of your friends yeah i i mean it just seems like they're doing this all the time like it's it's almost like a point of emphasis where they're like, yeah, just come up with something that people at home can relate to. And see, I, my feeling, not that it makes it any better. I don't think it's production urging it. I think with the way people watch TV and consume media, it's so just like online now that people are thinking whether consciously or or subconsciously, what can I do to have, you know, quote unquote, my moment. And, and they've seen, how Jeff will will glom onto a phrase that he really likes, you know, trust clusters. I think is so freaking stupid, but that's become kind of a thing. And Jeff Jeff was all in on it. And if someone can find that moment, that's kind of what you're, what they're looking for out out of the show. Is is my thought on it? Yeah i I could also see that being the case, but it's just it doesn't really do anything for me. Um. 
so yeah, that was that was one of my lukewarm takes. Yeah, um, if you've got an analogy and it works, great. I love a good analogy, but if you're trying yeah. to force it, it comes off. Yeah, pretty bad. And then the other one is just a general thing. It's going to be a theme for me. Um, we talked about you know they're not casting villains anymore, but I think they're they're not even casting for like who they think is going to provide entertaining television. I, I think you're right. They're casting people that you'll just want to see win. And it's, I just don't think it's working. Like they, they cast people for things that happened in their lives before the show, but it's like, well, we're not going to see any of that. Like we're like, I'm watching to see what they do on the show not what their life was like before coming here. Yep. That's a fair point. And cause I think that this was the, cause, yeah. Cause there were no like personal packages in this episode. I think that was the, the first week without anything. And it's a, it's a feature that I like, but it's harder to incorporate into the hour long episodes. Um, it just, it just gives you a different feel for them on a personal level, gives you more emotional investment maybe, but, but yeah, you know, they're not, it, yeah, it does feel like they're not necessarily focusing as much on, at least not as broadly with the full cast of what can this person provide on the show. It's what can people at home connect to, which is important. Like you, you need your audience to connect to the the players, you know, positively or negatively. You just need some emotion to to guide one way or the other. But maybe that's just the way of things right now. Yeah. Um, so your mic broke up a little bit for me right there, but I, uh, I think we're in agreement. Um, so then related to this, this is just a random question. And I wanted to ask this last week, but I forgot. So I'm just going to pick someone from a recent season and say, if we put this person subbed them in for just an average person, on this season, what percentage more interesting do you think the season becomes? Ooh, okay. And who's just like some guy that we can take out of this season? Just who's who's just there? Um, are do you have multiple players or just one you're gonna ask? Just about? I'll just do. I have one on my mind. Is it is it a is it a is it a guy player? Yep, it's a guy. Okay. Okay. Um. Let me I want to make sure I'm not forgetting somebody. I'm I'm just thinking like Owen or something. Just um Yeah. Yeah, Owen Owen or or Dwight probably. Yeah, sure. Let's say Owen. So you take Owen out, you you sub in the war dog. <laughs> um how much more entertaining is the season just by that one change? That let's see. Owen's solid, but he's not like the quote unquote fun character. Wardog is the fun guy. Um, I don't know it would increase it by, I don't know, 30%. I said 30, 30 was my number. And it's like, how 
that shows such a flaw in the casting where where we can just war dog wasn't even like i mean he was a fun player to watch but like he's kind of all over the place and all you need is one guy like that on your season you're you're changing six percent of your cast and you're increasing the enjoyment by 30 percent yeah no it's a good point it's a good point and now that we're three seasons in i guess four because that 44 is either filmed or is filming it's the cast is done um i i would like to see if other people mention anything about, about the casting that they're not casting enough bigger divisive personalities and if they'll make an effort or because i i doubt those people are just stopped applying i bet there's you know the the those those players are still applying i guarantee it but for the reason they're not getting cast and i have i mean i think there's a, a very obvious theory on that um, just actively avoiding them no so maybe not so obvious but it's not I, I feel like the world is not ready. So I, I, I can't share. I can't share. Fair enough. But yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm all survivored out. Unless there's anything that's come up that you want to sneak in at the end here. Nope. Nope. I, uh, I think I, I let loose just at the, at the very end there with uh, everything I need to get off my chest. I love it. So, I love it. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week as always. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, on Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. And Jared, the Gnome Boys are coming back. We have an episode coming out when you listen to this tomorrow, another taste test episode. So have some drinks, have some fun. Uh, truly citrus is what's on, on tap. No pun intended because it's a, a can to drink. Uh, is on tap for this week. Now – was this was this uh, pre-recorded? Has this already been recorded? Yes, it was recorded last Friday, and it'll okay, come out on Friday. Because I, I mean, I don't know how any of them tasted, but I was present. Uh, oh yeah, in you were. And yeah, you were um, you were in my living room when I was re- finishing the recording. Yes, yes, and uh, you know, not not much of a spoiler, but Matt really enjoyed himself. We had a great time, as we always do in these episodes. Jared does not make a guest appearance on this one. I don't, I don't believe he he. I don't think he yelled in. But uh, it's a great great time. So, Known Boys Pod, Apple Spotify, anywhere you listen. And Jared, we'll be seeing each other this weekend. Big wedding, big wedding for the group this weekend. Oh, neither yeah, of ours, huge good wedding friend of ours. But we'll be, we'll be together, and it'll be be a grand old time. And maybe we'll talk about it next week. We'll see what happens. Either way, we'll talk some Survivor and hopefully some better strategy next week. And we will see you all then for another Scoop of the Crispy.